For Tuesday, November 23rd, it's the Early Word from the WNYC Newsroom. Hi there, I'm Isaac Davy Aronson with a look at this morning's top news the day ahead and reporting highlights from the WNYC News team. Coming up, the City Council pushes for New York to go locavore. Plus, Eminent Domain, the musical. We start with this morning's top headlines just ahead. The Early Word is a production of WNYC Radio. You can support this podcast by making a donation at WNYC.org, where you can also get the latest updates on this morning's headlines on the news page. A once powerful Democratic political consultant is the latest person to plead guilty in a pay-to-play scheme at New York State's pension fund. Hank Morris pleaded guilty to a felony securities fraud charge WNYC's Lisa Chow explains. Hank Morris is a well-known political consultant here in New York. He worked for former controller Alan Hevesy, who ran the state's giant pension fund from 2003 to 2006, and it was alleged by the attorney general's office, and yesterday Morris pleaded guilty to giving Wall Street firms access to the state's pension fund in exchange for millions of dollars in fees. Morris faces up to four years in prison and must forfeit $19 million. WNYC's Lisa Chow, Morris is the eighth person convicted thus far in State Attorney General Andrew Cuomo's investigation of the alleged pension fund scandal. Cuomo last week sued Stephen Ratner, a financial advisor to Mayor Bloomberg and the former White House car czar, over his dealings with the pension fund. Governor Patterson has made a deal with the Wisconsin Indian tribe that could lead to a full-fledged casino complex within two hours of New York City. The Stockbridge Muncie Mohicans will drop their historic claim to 23,000 acres in Madison County near Syracuse in exchange for less land in the Catskills town of Thompson. Tribe President Kim Veeley told reporters at yesterday's announcement that the casino construction would be environmentally sensitive and would improve upon auto junkyards in the area. Sullivan County is your home and it, is our, and it was our home for thousands of years. Our tribe has always been a faithful steward of the land and rivers. We are, after all, the people of the waters that are never still. Other Indian tribes in New York State are crying foul. A statement from the Oneida Indian Nation calls the agreement a, quote, sham settlement of a sham land claim by an out-of-state tribe. The deal still needs to be approved by the federal government. The panel meeting today to evaluate whether publishing executive Kathy Black is qualified to be school's chancellor is itself now surrounded by controversy. WNYC's Beth Fertig reports. The eight-member panel includes three former school officials who worked under Chancellor Joel Klein and New York Historical Society President Louise Mirror. She's been the subject of news reports because the mayor donated half a million dollars to her museum. That's technically not a conflict of interest because it's just an advisory panel, says Jean Rushenoff, senior attorney with the New York Public Interest Research Group, but it raises concerns that people have about the independence of the, of the panel. A spokesman for State Education Commissioner David Steiner says Dr. Mirror was chosen because she leads a major cultural institution and because she was previously vice chancellor of academic affairs at the city university. He also said the commissioner will ultimately decide whether black can serve. For WNYC, I'm Beth Fertig. The estate of an Ecuadorian immigrant has filed a $40 million civil rights lawsuit that blames his stabbing death on police, saying they failed to act on a pattern of violence against Hispanics. 
Marcelo Lucero was killed during a 2008 confrontation with a group of Long Island teens who had made a sport of targeting Hispanics. The seven teens were convicted of hate crime-related charges, and one is serving 25 years for manslaughter. The lawsuit was filed yesterday in federal court in Brooklyn against Suffolk County, the towns of Brookhaven and Patchogue, and their police and public safety departments. The suit blames police and elected officials for an atmosphere in which the teens felt they could attack immigrants with impunity. Suffolk County's response to bias attacks was the subject of a federal probe, and County Executive Steve Levy has rejected allegations that his anti-immigration rhetoric created an inflammatory climate. It was engine failure, not birds, that forced a Delta flight to return to JFK Sunday. WNYC's Jim O'Grady reports. The FAA is saying turbines broke up inside engine one of Delta Flight 30 shortly after takeoff. Federal Aviation Administration spokeswoman Arlene Salek says the turbine shot into the air but missed the fuselage of the plane. That's a contained engine failure. We know that at this point, and we also did not find any evidence of a bird or birds or any remains of a bird. Salek didn't name a cause for the engine failure on the Boeing 767 to Moscow. The flight left Kennedy Airport Sunday afternoon and was in the air for an hour and 20 minutes before landing around 6 p.m. Pilots were able to fly the plane back to JFK by using only the second engine. It's unknown if the first engine caught fire at any point. For WNYC, I'm Jim O'Grady. An ambitious city council plan aims to get more locally produced food into city schools, jails, and hospitals. Council Speaker Christine Quinn says her Food Works program could help energize the economy both in local agricultural areas and inside the five boroughs. Quinn wants to expand tax and zoning breaks to attract more food manufacturers to the city, including companies like Brooklyn's Damascus Bakery. We've actually identified 70 companies just like Damascus. They want to stay here in New York, but they're worried that they won't be able to afford the space they need to fit their growing demand. Recently, New York City lost Sabra, one of the country's fastest-growing makers of hummus and other Mediterranean foods, to Richmond, Virginia. Quinn's package of proposals also will require city agencies to buy as much regionally produced food as possible and to minimize food packaging. Taking a look at today's calendar, President Obama and Vice President Biden highlight the recovery of the auto industry with a visit to Kokomo, Indiana, which two years ago had unemployment topping 20 percent, now has auto plants back in business. Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner hosts a meeting of the Financial Stability Oversight Council, which will focus on mortgage servicing and foreclosure issues and will vote on several measures to push forward implementation of the financial overhaul law. Today's economic reports include third quarter gross domestic product and October sales of existing homes. Today is the deadline for Gulf Coast residents and businesses to file emergency claims for losses from the BP oil disaster, though there will apparently be other recourse for those who miss this deadline. And in New York, across the city, charities, advocacy groups, and elected officials will be distributing Thanksgiving dinners and supplies to the needy. Just a few of the things happening this Tuesday. Construction just got underway earlier this year on one of the largest developments in Brooklyn's history, Atlantic Yards. But it's already a musical. 
WNYC's Janea Williams reports on In the Footprint, which is now playing in Brooklyn, just two blocks from the Atlantic Yards construction site. Remember the time the tenant came to me one time Saying he bought Tide at the bodega The dialogue and lyrics are taken verbatim from interviews with 125 people, residents, business owners, political leaders, neighborhood activists, union members. All of them are players in Forest City Ratner's multi-million dollar plan to build a basketball arena and housing over 22 acres of land in Prospect Heights, displacing hundreds of residents in the process. The play, which was funded with a $150,000 grant from the Rockefeller Foundation, is a project of the theater company The Civilians. Steve Cosson is the group's artistic director. It's a crazy story. I mean, it does involve a lot of complex political issues and city politics and development and all sorts of things that I've had to learn about. But the the overreaching story of it all involves so much craziness, and it's a Brooklyn story. In the past decade, the civilians have presented 10 original plays, all culled from creative explorations of real-life issues, from divorce to terrorism and homeland security. In this production, the actors were also the reporters. So I did interview all of those people that I play in the show. Actor Greg McFadden plays half a dozen characters, including Brooklyn Borough President Marty Markowitz and architect Frank Gehry. It is nerve-wracking to portray somebody who is a real person that you know is going to come and see what you're doing with their words and their cause and their life, really. And so you try to be as faithful as you can. Then there's the Mediterranean, and I say Mediterranean because that includes Spanish-speaking people, right? Pieces of Bushwick, Williamsburg, Sunset Park, Bay Ridge, and Bensonhurst, all of the ethnic groups who surround the Mediterranean, and also um, the Arab population. Kassin says that if the play sounds too much like reality, well, that's the idea. It's not a satire It's not sketch comedy. It's all authentic. It's all people obviously represented by actors, but real people are fascinating and idiosyncratic creatures. The chicken box, the bottles strewn around, the junkie park. In the Footprint runs until December 11th. For WNYC, I'm Jenea Williams. The pizza shop that we would go to after school each day. Today's gig alert is violinist Jenny Scheinman. Scheinman grew up playing folk music on the West Coast, but she has some pretty serious jazz credentials under her belt. Scheinman's recorded and performed with Bill Frizzell, Nora Jones, and John Zorn, to name a few. As a band leader, she hops around the genres, but never loses her expressive voice on the violin. You can catch Jenny Scheinman tonight at Barbess. And to download this track, as well as songs from other artists playing in New York tonight, visit our culture page 
Just click culture at WNYC.org. And you can learn more about all the stories you heard here, download more podcasts, and go in-depth with our reporters on the news blog. That's all at our website, WNYC.org. You can hear us there 24 hours a day, as well as on the air at 93.9 FM and AM 820. From the WNYC Newsroom, I'm Isaac Davey Aronson. Have a great day.